Well, hello there. It's another weekend. <laughs> you <laughs> thought I was going to say day, but this is special. This is a bonus program. What's so special about it? Well, I'll tell Explain you. that to me. I'll tell you what's special about it. You see, uh, when something like uh, big happens in the world, yeah, you know, and it's like on the weekend, yeah, we uh, promise our listeners we'll come back, and uh, well, we're back. <laughs> we did that. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's the truth. I wouldn't kid you. I mean, I might kid you, but I, how would I know? I could, I could be sleeping right now. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Well, yesterday afternoon, Merrick Garland came out. Oh, a nice guy. Really oh, is. yes. I mean, he's, he's a really above-board guy with a lot of character, a man who you really can count on to do the, mm. the right thing. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, and the right thing is to politicize this whole damn thing, oh. both pre-midterms and now that Trump has announced that he's running, well, you got to muddy those waters now, don't you? Of course. It's and amazing. Got- he comes out and he says to the American people that he's appointing a special Council. Uh, the guy's name is Jack Smith, and I think right now he's in Europe for some reason. He's not in country just yet. He was doing something over there. I think that's. I think he got sick over there. There's a. There was a little backstory, but he's coming over. He's going to head this special council. Merrick Garland looks into the camera and says, "I'm doing this because President uh, Trump is a presidential candidate." He's announced, as has President Biden. He said that Biden had announced two, and Biden really hasn't made it official yet. He's just no. talking speculation. Yeah, Biden, when asked about now, Biden has kind of waffled on it. Yeah. But he said, when asked, well, we'll address that, uh, you know, maybe next year's time to get yeah. closer. Yes. Well, uh, he says, I'm doing it so the American people know that these men have been vetted. You know, that they're the right people. There's no skeletons in the closet, so to speak. This guy, Merrick Garland, he was once a nominee for the Supreme Court. Best thing that ever happened to the United States was they rejected the nomination. Mm -hmm. You know, because he would have been a terrible Supreme Court justice. What a a swamp creature. Whew. But that's well, just a my... lot of those on the Democratic side. But you know, that's just an opinion. That's you know, don't don't take it from me. That you know, what they say about opinions, to... they're like derrieres. Everyone has one. <laughs> well, <laughs> then I've got one. Yes, <laughs> as as most people. Um, I'm leaving it alone. I'm glad to hear that. We don't have to go any further with this. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, uh, Donald Trump was in Mar-a-Lago last night. Right. And he commented about the whole thing, about the special counsel. He has mm-hmm. not been indicted yet, folks. People's, first thing I heard yesterday afternoon, hey, they indicted Donald Trump. No, 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 no. The special counsel will investigate Trump and then recommend an indictment maybe down the road. Does anybody get the uh, subtle imagery here that he was appointed a special counsel one day after the House says they're going to do a massive investigation on Hunter and uh, Joe and James Biden and that entire, you know, a cabal of uh, people who have been involved with influence peddling. Yeah, uh, the January 6th committee. And, you know, you got a lot of Democrats now that were on it 
bailing out oh, of that. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm leaving. I'm gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you ever see a sinking ship, you know, and it's got the anchor way line out there and the rats are running on down the chain getting yep. off that boat. Representative Steny Hoyer from Maryland, gone. I believe uh, James uh, Clyburn, the uh, guy who was involved with the January 6th committee, said he doesn't want anything to do with uh, leadership anymore. It's like they're all... They're all getting their offices ready. They're clearing out their desks and getting ready to jump ship. But you know, obviously, you know, somebody's going to leave something behind by accident, uh-huh. and it's going to be the tip of the iceberg because I guarantee they got to jump ship before anything happens because they got all the goods to screw themselves. 42 Democrats to be questioned by the GOP Congress, and wow. they are poop in a pickle. Do you think they're going to investigate uh, question Nancy? Well, see, that's what I don't know. I, I think that I, I I guarantee that there are some meetings going on right now. What do we do? Where do we go? Uh, there's a woke group out there that has former Republicans, Liz Cheney and all of that. What is it? It's the Republican Accountability Committee. Dot org. Oh, yes, they have big money. Where it came from, I don't know. They're Former Republicans that want to fix yes. the Republicans by saying, you know, we don't want to be election deniers. Um, you we, know what? It's a short-lived committee, Bill, because Liz is gone. Well, actually, this is a private group, you know, that raises funds. Oh, it's a pack. It's a pack, yeah. So, but you know what? I mean, you got some uh, extensively arrogant resistive and patronizing left and media people there that are sitting there saying you bad because you, 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 you want to deny the election. Well, you know what? A lot of times when you, when people are, we're not denying the election. What we're saying is let us look into it. Do you know what they have on every corner in Washington? A pack. <laughs> they've got, they've got more packs in Washington than yeah. streetlights. So it's not a it's not a big deal. Liz Cheney's going to have to find something else to do with her time because uh, she's history uh, as of January. Oh, she'll rear her little stupid blonde head and mouth, and well, she's not that little. But either way, she's gonna she's gonna make all the dust she can. But she's got no friends in the Republican side, and she's got no friends whether she thinks she does or not on the Democratic side. When that ship sinks. They're not going to throw her a life preserver. I can guarantee you that. I can't see her. Maybe maybe Biden will offer her a position in government. What do you think? Maybe, but I doubt it. I, You know, Liz, she put the noose around her neck. She's just getting ready to jump off the chair. She's like the Benedict Arnold mm-hmm. of her time. Let me, yeah. let me explain what happened with Benedict Arnold. You know, he was a great general before he was a traitor. He was yeah. a great general in the Revolutionary War. It was a money situation. They promised to pay him a lot, a, a decent salary as a general, but they mm-hmm. the Congress kept stalling the the payrolls, and he wasn't getting the money that he was promised, and he needed it. He was in debt. The British, I guess, came along and made him a, a little offer, and he could have paid his debts off. And he first he thought he might be able to sneak it by and never get caught, but he got caught. And when he got caught, he escaped. He was at the time. I think he was, he was running West Point, the fort, right. the fort, not the not the academy, the fort. So he snuck down the Hudson River into enemy lines, 
They promised to make him a general. The British did, and they did. They made him a general. Gave him a nice, fancy new uniform, the red uniform. He went from being a, a patriot to being a traitor. He never really went back to the United States. He knew what he had done. He and his wife, who was also one of the people that got him to leave, you know, got him to be a traitor. She was, a, she was actually more of a Tory than a patriot, his wife. Right. They sailed to England, and he tried to fit in. And the British, they have even they have standards. I mean, the enemy had standards. They looked at him like he was a traitor. He had the red uniform. He had the the general's uh, epaulets. You know, he he had all mm -hmm. the things that you should have saluted and, and and respected. But the British looked at him as a traitor. He never was considered to be a great general or a great man anymore. Well, it's like a liar. It's like a cheater. Once a, once a cheater, always a cheater. Once a liar, always a liar. Once a traitor, uh, always a traitor. Well, you you turn coat on them, you're going to turn coat on us? Yes, yes. Uh, come on. If, if, get if, real. Your, if your enemy is honorable, even though they're your enemy, if they're an honorable group of people and they have standards, and all of a sudden this duplicitous person switches sides mid-game, mm -hmm. they may honor the deal they had, but they're not going to think think highly of the person who was the traitor, who was the... You're a man, you can be a man without a country. Yeah, that's Benedict Arnold. He fought a few battles in the Revolutionary War against the Patriots. He went as a, as a uh, British mm -hmm. officer. They sent him down south. And he fought a few battles. Some of them were okay. He was a good general. He was a good tactician. He was right. the kind of guy that could see the field and knew how to handle his troops. And uh, both sides respected him for that. But they weren't significant battles. And his heart really wasn't in it because the people he was lead he was shooting at he had once led. So even mm -hmm. he was torn. That's why eventually he went to England. He got out of the country. There was no no place at all for him here. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna kill the people that you just fought with and yeah. you you broke bread with. Yep. Yeah. So that's Liz Cheney to a certain extent. No, she didn't kill anybody, but she was considered to be conservative and a Republican and somebody who was going to be reckoned with in the future, maybe, because she she could talk a good talk, but she couldn't walk a good walk. Right. You know, there is a lesson to be learned about uh, by Liz Cheney. For both Republicans and Democrats, you know, don't take anybody at face value. Yeah, you know, get to know them, and uh, you know, figure out who they are and what they really are. Be a damn good idea on both sides because you might find that you got some people in your ranks that get rid of them. Is that what is happening with Joe Biden right now? Most people, like we've said before, they are not paying attention. Most people are doing their job watching their games, uh, going to bed early, getting up early, doing their mm -hmm. chores, doing the things that that make their life work. You know, they, That's what they're doing. They're not really paying attention to politics. I don't think America's quite awake yet, you know. We get caught up in the minutia of our day-to-day -day lives, yeah. and we don't we, uh, take a look at anything. We, we go with a comfortable shoe. Well, Nancy, she seems to be doing okay. The media says she's doing okay. Let's vote her in again. 
All right. Election time again. Let's vote in, Nancy. We sure. know that name. Instead yeah. of doing your job as a citizen to find out who is out there to represent you and what you really want and have they delivered for you so far, you know, and at some point in time, are you going to buy a brand new car and keep it for 20, 30, 40 years? Or are you going to maybe get a new car every four, six years, something sure. like that? You're going to trade that vehicle, you know, even when you buy a house, you know, you're not going to be 30 years old and going, oh, I'm buying my forever home. You might, but I doubt it. I'm going to play something on Monday, which will be interesting. It's a little tease for the Monday program. Mm -hmm. uh, a clip of Schumer, a then and now clip of Schumer, which will give you, which is a great uh, backup to what you just said. You know, would you buy something and hang on to it for 30 years? Uh, mm -hmm. We do that with politicians. You think you have consistency. I, I voted for him in 2005. I'm voting for him now. I know where he stands. The, the question is, does he know where he stands? I had a nice pair of bell-bottom pants and some shoes to go with it. You know, they had the high, you know, platform shoes, you know, that we wore in the 70s. I mean, we could get out on the floor and go, ooh, ooh, and I had the polyester shirt, you know, with the big collar. Uh, I don't wear it today. Why? <laughs> I'd like to see you there. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, but you, you wouldn't hang on to anything for thirty years. No, come on. And but, I'm not saying these people are bad. I'm not saying they're good. But I'm just saying we you know, the system was designed to flow like water. If you go to a river and there's no flow in that water, would you drink it? No, I wouldn't because it's it's stagnant. Stagnated. Yeah. And uh, we've got a stagnated Congress. We've got a whole stagnated political well, system. Trump was speaking about uh, this new special prosecutor, and he talked about a few other things, too. I broke it down into three segments so we could talk about it. Here's uh, segment number one. We will address the appalling announcement today by the egregiously corrupt Biden administration and their weaponized Department of Justice. Would you like me to talk about that? Larry, would you like me to talk about that? This horrendous abuse of power is the latest in a long series of witch hunts. We started a long time ago. I thought the investigation with the document hoax was dying or dead or over. And the investigation into January 6th in my very peaceful and patriotic speech, remember? Peaceful and patriotically was dead, especially after the record-setting 40-point loss of Liz Cheney in the great state of Wyoming. I thought it was dead. I thought that put the final nail in the coffin, only to find out that the corrupt and highly political Justice Department just appointed a super radical left special counsel, better referred to as a special prosecutor, to start the process all over again. We thought it was just about dead. As you know, uh, just about the top person, one of the top people in the Justice Department, Lisa Monaco, a major Trump hater, major, I mean, beyond belief, is in charge of the case, and she's totally controlled by Andrew Weissman. Do you ever hear the name Andrew Weissman? I think you did. In this room, you did. Bad person, bad guy, but he's an even bigger Trump hater. Sounds like a fair deal so far, do you agree? Who works tirelessly as he did on the Mueller scam, which ended up, as you know, no collusion to do bad things to the greatest movement. They want to do bad things to the greatest movement in the history of our country, but in particular, bad things to me. 
but I've gotten used to it. It's lucky. It's lucky. A lot of people wouldn't get used to it so easily. This is a rigged deal, just as the 2020 election was rigged, and we can't let them get away with it. We can't do it. We cannot let this happen to our country. I've been going through these investigations and hoaxes and scams from the day I came down the escalator at Trump Tower, and you'd really say enough is enough. Got to get back to work. Got to prove that we have a great country again because right now it's not great right now it's a laughing stock all over the world and we sort of all had it the people of the country have had it joe biden is a corrupt and incompetent political hack and you take a look at all of the money that he's taken from foreign countries and others much of it through his son hunter who is a corrupt drug addict and implementer for his father where's the special prosecutor by the way Where's their special? They said when I announced, I had to do this. Well, he announced too. He said he wants to run. Where's their special prosecutor? And we are innocent. They are not innocent by any stretch of the imagination. They have the proof right out there for all to see that they left the exact loop of much of the criminal activity is done on his laptop from hell. They call it the laptop from hell, which was gotten inadvertently, but luckily for America, when he incredibly left it at the repair shop to be fixed that was not a good day that was not a good leave i wonder if the father was upset about it he may not have understood the meaning did he understand that that was not good because he said he's the smartest person i've ever known right he's hunter's the smartest person i've ever known a lot of people should their heads at that one does everybody remember the billion dollars of usa funds paid to ukraine under the condition that they get rid of the prosecutor that prosecutor's got to be fired remember that nothing gets done why isn't there a special counsel being set up for them tremendous corruption they're corrupt people they're criminals i've done nothing wrong they participated in massive criminal activity with many other nations. Okay, so it's interesting. He says, all right, I announced, and then they they announced a special prosecutor for me because I announced. That's what they said. And they also said in their, in their statement that Joe would announce, too. If Joe formally announced, and they're trying to be fair, what Trump is saying, he should have a special prosecutor going after him, too. Yeah, he should. I absolutely agree with Trump on that. Trump also raised the, uh, I, I don't, remember hearing it in what we just played, but he raised the question of double jeopardy. And no, he does. I, he mentioned, Bill, it's funny you should say that because it's coming up in one of the next two segments. Yeah, because and when you think about it, they're taking something that, you know, had no fruit on that vine, and they're re-exploring it again, and that is double jeopardy by any stretch of the imagination it is. So this is a witch hunt. This is a slander campaign. This yeah. is a smear job at the highest degree. Hell, there's the uh, Star Insider that's talking about, you know, Joe had a very nice career and a nice life, but he's gone through some of the toughest tragedies. Nobody really knows Joe. Oh. Why are they kissing in his ass all of a sudden? We're going to see a lot of Joe ass kissing where before the midterms, sorry I said it that way, uh, before the midterms, you know, his poll numbers were down, but... The media is complicit to the Democratic Party, and right now they are scrambling. Now, don't think for a minute that they didn't have these stories ready in case this day came, 
it's here. And now they're sitting there with, you know, uh, their, their bags of poop that they're throwing on the porch and lighting on fire. I, I think they're panicking right now. The other side is panicking. This is almost like a reflex reaction. Like, oh, my God, because the House of Representatives, they're going to do a deep dive. It's not going to be something which is a surface thing. Now that the Republicans control the House, they're going to investigate big time Biden and his son Hunter and his brother. And they're going to go into questions that they've been hiding for a long, long time. And don't think for one second that it was a coincidence that the day after the House makes the major announcement, which is kind of the media, they haven't made a big deal on it. They ran it but the, because the media is complicit. The media is on their side, the other side with mm -hmm. Biden. This thing comes out yesterday. Oh, it's a big deal. Well, one of the things I'll say, you know, you've got the media that's on their side. They're up, a, they're up in the announcer booth calling all the plays, all the shots. Whatever they say goes. So you've got the media. Who do you have in the sidelines? You got people like Hillary and and Soros and all this money pack. And they're still got the FTX money pack, even though it's been drawn under fire. Uh, you know what? It's still operational. So you got that. So don't be surprised in their moment of despair, in their moment of desperation, out of the left comes a distraction, a made-up fabricated event or story or all of the above to get the Congress to not focus on the job at hand because they got to do it for two years. And so I would say to the, the congressman, stay the course, stay focused, don't be distracted by the nattering nabobs of negativity <laughs> out there. People are out there going, oh, come on. They don't do that. The fact is they did, they it, as re they did it as recently as a couple of days ago when Trump made yes. his announcement in Mar-a-Lago. What did they do on that very day when they were trying to draw the attention away from Florida and Mar-a-Lago? They, what, by coincidence, dropped uh, two bombs and all of a sudden they're on the verge of uh, nuclear war. Oh, my goodness. In like a matter of hours, they were talking about NATO's getting together, joining forces, going against the Russians. They're going to call an Article 4 meeting. They're going to call an Article 5 meeting. All of these things happen on that day, the very day that Trump was announcing. Don't think for one second that was a coincidence because in politics, there are no coincidences. Well, you know what? The nuclear war card or war card is a card that they're holding, and they are willing to play at your expense. Oh, they would never do something like that, go back to World War One, and see who really caused uh, World War One. It was the banks that did it for us. We got drawn into World War Two. It Look, your life doesn't matter to the people that are in charge. Right. And they will sit there and play whatever card that they can. They, they think they must. So it still lingers out there. You know, the other thing is this. No one's asked this question. I haven't heard anybody mention anything about the people who were, quote, killed in Poland. Now, yeah. let's, let's, let's be hypothetical, all right? They're saying the Russians launched a missile in Russia, which went all the way over the Ukraine, missed its mark for the first time in history of, of them launching hundreds of missiles, missed its mark, continued into Poland. And at first they said... It landed three miles inside the border. And then somebody said, oh, that's too close. Okay, how about 60? Okay, 60 miles. There's a big difference between three miles in the border and 60 miles in the border. But they went with the 60 miles. And 
it hit a farmer on his tractor. Now, right. think about it for a second. He's in the middle of a field, a huge field probably, probably got lots and lots of land, and that missile somehow, this errant missile nails Found the guy on his tractor, right? Now, you didn't hear the guy's name. They didn't say it hit Mr. Kaminsky. You know, it didn't. It did. Mr. Kaminsky and his coworker were working on that tractor, and they were both taken out. They didn't say that. So, if there are bodies there, and if there's a blown up tractor, who's to say they they weren't planted? It wouldn't be the first time in the history of politics and and espionage that they planted bodies for a purpose. You may say, well, how can they plant a body? They can go to any hospital and take an unclaimed body, ship it to a, a, the field, dress him up as a farmer, and then put him on the tractor. I'm just saying. This well, is there speculation. Are real dead bodies from this war. They could have taken any two soldiers or sure. soldier, whatever, and you know, go get some overalls and stuff and stuff them on them. You know, get your cigarette lighter out and burn them up a little bit and. There you go. Yep. Uh, they, they, they could fabricate that. The story of that missile, though, it's changed so many times. Well, it was fired from Russia, and it went errant cause, yeah. and, and did this. You know. And then, well, it's an old Russian missile that happened to be stored in the Ukraine, and the Ukrainians were using it, and they fired it at Russia, which I more tend it's, to believe. Which is the wrong direction. If it landed in Poland, and it went it's errant. the wrong direction. It made a U-turn. Right. Look, you know what? It doesn't matter. There's there's not a half dozen, but there's there's maybe three or four different variations of that missile. And you have to back that uh, that story up a little bit. We have satellites that detect launches. Sure. They know when, where, and how it happened. They can read the newspaper. They can read the guy's driver's license when he's checking his license, you know, right there in his hand and see every minute detail to the exact pinpoint location, and we're saying, well, you know, it made it come. We know. Okay. We know. We know. We've been told by this administration that the borders in this country are secure, and anybody who can see knows that's a blatant lie. We were told that uh, we left Afghanistan with honor, then they said initially they didn't leave any Americans behind, and we found out later that was a huge lie. They have consistently, this administration has consistently lied to the American people. Why would they stop now? That being said, let's talk about the previous administration. The difference between Donald Trump and your standard uh, Washington swamp dweller is mm -hmm. that whether you like his personality or not, he has been fundamentally honest with us. Even let's talk about the vaccines for a second. I mean, when everybody started to realize the vaccines weren't what they were supposed to be, he was still saying, well, he was proud of the fact that he got the vaccines. And that, that said to me that this is a guy who believed what his people were telling him was true, like the Fauci's. Mm -hmm. And and he and you know he he was proud the vaccine was brought uh, brought to a market as quickly as it was nine months, and he didn't want to believe that the people who were working side by side with him, the swamp dwelling people like Fauci and Burks, 
were lying to him. Mm-hmm. And so, it, it, you know, the difference is Biden and his crew could change their story on a friggin' dime if it benefits them. I mean, they can change their story like that. Think about it. Biden used to be a racist. <laughs> you may say, what are you talking about? L- listen to some of his old clips that when he was uh, a young senator and how he didn't want to bus people around, you know? He didn't want them moving into neighborhoods. I mean, them being the wrong type of people. He was a racist. And also, he was pro-life back then. So Yeah, he was he, pro-life, a racist, and he wanted to take away and Social Security benefits. Abs- so absolutely. You got the trifecta right there. And everything changed. Why did it change? It didn't change because he had an epiphany. It changed because the guy is a chameleon by nature, just as Schumer is. And again, I'll prove that on Monday. Donald Trump isn't a chameleon. He's a businessman. You know, you mentioned, uh, you know, the vaccine. You, you, You pinpointed on that. Now, there's rumors out there. Well, there's evidence out there. They're going to have another pandemic. Pandemics happen every hundred years, but boy, we're getting them back to back to back to back. Could there be another one? Well, apparently there's going to be, but uh, we were talking about it the other day. Why is Trump running so early? Because who the hell knows what's going to happen in two years? Does he know something that we don't know? And he's making promises that would be a signal that says, Maybe he knows something that we don't know. Well, like he Bill, might be in power sooner because one of his promises that he made, end vaccines, warp speed. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, if you don't get in for two years, a lot can change some, unless he's thinking something else. Some people said that, and I didn't really note this, but during his speech he talked about himself as being your commander-in-chief. Right. Not your president. He talked about going for the president, you're going to return to the presidency again. Uh, he didn't say date specific. I don't think he said I will. Be, he may have said I will be your president in 2024. He didn't say that's when he's going to begin to be your president again. I'm just saying there are some people out there who think there are things in place right now. There are things happening behind the scenes that may surprise you. So don't be so sure about what you're seeing on the surface. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh you know, but the Democrats have done that too. You know, look back when he first got into office, uh, a lot of the uh, the the no Trumpers they said he's not my president. Well, then who was your president? And as far as that goes, Biden's not my president, so that would mean Trump is my president. Speaking of Trump, I just looked at the clock. We better catch up on some of our stuff. This is part two of mm-hmm. his speech. There are three parts. Part two, he talks more about uh, what happened with the announcement of this special prosecutor. The House Republicans announced they were going to investigate the Bidens and the Justice Department announces right after that that they're going to investigate Trump. And uh, it's not a fair situation what's going on. And I guarantee you they get a fair investigation. This will not be a fair investigation. But again, I thought this was all done or very close to being done. These people are corrupt, and yet they go after innocent people under the guise of legitimacy. Over the years, I've given millions and millions of pages of documents, tax returns, and everything else. And they have found nothing, which means I've proven to be one of the most honest and innocent people ever in our country. Larry knows that. They got everything. Millions, think of it. Like I 
hear 11 million pages. I built a great company. Now they see how great it is. Now that they're looking at it, I built a great, great company. But think of it, millions of pages, they got nothing. So I sort of had it on January 6th. I've already tried. And, and you take a look with the fake impeachment hoax, and I won. I was tried on the fake impeachment hoax on January 6th. And they tried it in the Senate. They went through the whole process and we won. We went through the whole process. So wouldn't this sort of be a, uh, and then you take a look at the other. We went through two of them. And this is sort of like double jeopardy. In the old days, they used to call it double jeopardy. But essentially, uh, we've done so well, and we did well in a very hostile Congress. We had great Republican support. I have to tell you that it was great because they saw something was really unfair. We were being unfairly treated. I made a perfect phone call. In fact, many of the people in this room called, they said, that call is perfect. And some of the people in the room would not have actually gone with us, but that was an absolutely perfect phone call. I got impeached for a perfect phone call. Could you imagine if the call was actually a bad call? Could you imagine that? And on the document hoax, this is a total hoax that's going on. The Presidential Records Act and the Clinton Sox case, you know what that is, right? That's a case that's so powerful in our favor make everything that I've done totally legal and proper. It's totally legal and proper. There's just a witch hunt for no reason. Well, for political reasons, let's say. And they know that. It shouldn't even be a case, but if it is, why aren't they investigating all of the other presidents that preceded me, including Bill Clinton, both Bushes, Obama, and of course, Hillary Clinton, where she illegally deleted 33,000 emails after getting a top-level subpoena from the U.S. Congress. So she's allowed to get a subpoena and delete 33,000 after the subpoena, not before, after. Why aren't they going after all of those presidents that kept documents where, in a couple of cases, in one case they had it in a Chinese restaurant with broken windows, and in another case they had a Chinese restaurant connected to a bowling alley, this is where the documents were kept. They took documents with them. President Obama took documents. It is such a unfair situation that's happening in this country to Republicans and to conservatives. And you people have to fight. You have to fight to be strong. If they're going to investigate me, they have to investigate all of these other presidents. And they have to start it right now. Uh, they have to invade. This is Mar-a-Lago. They have to invade Hillary and Bill Clinton's beautiful home in Westchester. They have to invade the Bushes' home. They have to invade a lot of homes. But they didn't do that. And they took documents. They took a lot of things. And that's what we have the Presidential Records Act for. Boy, he is uh, he's running the money. He, yeah, he if, is. You, if you want to be fair, you got to go out to the other people, too. But yeah, they're not being fair, Bill. They're not being fair. You know, like like he said, the Senate looked at him. The January 6th committee looked at him. I mean, they, they mm. wanted, and they wanted to find guilt so they could bring him down, and they couldn't do it. Look, they went into Mar-a-Lago with, the, illegally, if you go back and look at it, illegally. And they said they, they trumped up all the stuff that they found. 
but it amounted to a, a hill of nothing, a big hill of nothing. So they found nothing there, but they are worried that he's got something. And they want to keep looking. Uh, they try to claim that they got stuff, but they don't know. Does he have something? They think he does. They don't know what he has. And if he has something, they haven't found it. And the only thing that he would have is something that could, that would be so damning, so terrible about them. But it's you got to wait for the right time to release something like that, if there is such a thing. They sent in a battalion of FBI agents into Mar-a-Lago. They had it for a whole day to themselves, literally yep. kicking out the the attorneys that were there representing Trump. They had the place locked down for their own use. They went through everything, took whatever they could, and they found nothing. Because believe me, by now, if they had found the uh, the the poison bullet, right? If they had found what they were looking for, the world would know, and the world doesn't. So they're hoping that maybe uh, with this special prosecutor being announced. It may imply guilt. They can imply guilt on Trump. There is no guilt here. He's been investigated. He's People have looked into his records. They've seen everything. He said 11 million pieces of document in his company mm. have been examined. Nothing. Nothing. Implying guilt and using hearsay and, uh, well, an unnamed source oh. is not evidence to convict by our laws. When you first got into broadcasting, I don't know about maybe you're a little younger than I am, but when I first got into broadcasting, if you had unnamed sources, you know, reliable sources, but you didn't name them, a lot of editors would say, no, come back to me when you can name them. I want to be able yeah. to name the source. Yeah, because if you if you go, if you went to air with something, unnamed sources, yep. the other side could sit there and say, we want to know the sources. We have the right to know. Right. And, and, you know, the, the person being charged has the right to know who their accuser That's is. That's exactly right. So, therefore, if you're being accused of something and Jim's sitting there going, well, Bill, I have an unnamed source, I can go, uh, who is it? Well, right. I'm not going to tell you. Then I go, I get you thrown in jail until you say, okay, I'm giving up the source, or it is that important to you not to name that source that you're sitting there willing to rot in jail. Yep. And uh, that's how the system is supposed to work, but it has not been working that way because they control all the cards. And would you play a poker game where you know the deck is stacked, the dealer and you knew and it. the other people? <laughs> yeah. Huh? And you knew it was stacked. And you would, knew it was stacked. Yeah. You and 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 you know, you even see cards coming out of his sleeve yes. and you're going like, yeah, I'm going to band Annie up some money in that hand. Sure I am. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Uh, no, Trump knows what's going on. He knows where he's at. You know, I'm glad I saw this speech. By the way, Fox didn't air it. Newsmax didn't air it. Uh, mm -hmm. All of the uh, major networks didn't touch it. You would have thought if this were another president, that they would have had cameras from all over the world at that Mar-a-Lago uh, function last night to hear what he had to say. But they just they just passed. They pretended it wasn't happening. 
They do that a lot with Donald Trump. They figure that if they don't broadcast it, it didn't happen. Well, nowadays, thanks to alternate media, people are in the audience uh, filming these things on their cameras and things like that and then posting it to different websites. It's getting out, whether they carry it or not. And uh, here was uh, the third thing. This is part three, the final right. part of his speech. Listen. We're living in a very corrupt country right now. Never had anything like it. Our elections are rigged, tainted, and bad, and take forever to get results longer than any other country on the planet. We have elections still out there, and they won't be in for weeks. Third world countries have their elections in that same day or maybe the next day. We have weeks and weeks and weeks for far fewer. Look at France, all paper ballots, voter ID, same day voting. They had 36 million votes all done by 1030 in the evening and no complaints. Nobody said, gee whiz, this was not a proper election. We're a third world country in our elections. And our borders are wide open with unknown people, many of them, many, many millions, millions and millions. Criminals, terrorists pouring into our country, millions. And don't believe when you hear two million or three million, I believe it's 10 million people. I believe it's 10 million. Our country is changing before our very eyes. We have no idea who these people are and where they came from. And they're terrorists. And they're criminals, they're murderers, they're rapists, and they're pouring into our country totally unimpeded. We have massive inflation, rampant crime. You can't even walk down the streets in Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, and every other Democrat-run city without getting mugged, shot, or killed. Chicago recently had 82 people shot, 82 over a weekend. But they said it was a long weekend. Oh, okay, that's better. It's a long weekend. It was a long weekend. In Afghanistan, when I was in charge, we didn't have one killing. Think of it. In 18 months, not one of our soldiers were killed. And then you look at Chicago and you look at other things. And we should have never left the way we left. I'm the one that started the leaving. I'm the one that got them down to the right number. But you leave the military, you take out the military last. We left people, we left American citizens, we left dead soldiers, and we left $85 billion worth of the best military equipment in the world. It's uh, unthinkable what we did. And by the way, one of the largest sellers of military equipment right now in the world, I think number two or three right after us, is Afghanistan, the Taliban. They're one of the largest sellers of North. They're selling up because they don't need 700,000 rifles. They don't need 77,000 trucks that we left behind. Many of them brand new, never even used. We have drugged out crazy people walking around. Our economy is crashing and we're teetering on the brink of World War III and the word nuclear is used in a very light fashion, it was never used before. You never heard the word used during the Trump administration and it should never be used because of the power. It should never be used. Nobody should be allowed to use that word. And yet all the corrupt Marxists in the Biden administration can think about it. It's all they can think about. That's all they have in their mind is come after Trump, we gotta get Trump. They say they wanna run against me, but they're spending fortunes. Let's take him out. If they really wanted to run against me, they'd say, let's leave him in. Let's leave him in. Because they are the party of misinformation. 
They give massive misinformation. They say one thing, but they mean another. And you have to understand that they're sick people in so many ways. But we've done nothing wrong, and they've committed massive crimes. We're not going to let these atrocious abuses continue. We can't. As a party, we can't. And as a nation, we can't. We're going to stand up to these tyrants, and we're going to take away their power, and we're going to restore government for the people. That's what we have to do. Okay, so you heard him. He said, the left are the party of misinformation. And that being said, this is what Karine Jean-Pierre said yesterday. I will say this, and I've said this many times before, we do not politicize the Department of Justice. That is something that the president said uh, during the campaign. That is something that the president said in his early days of of, of being uh, in the White House. And that continues to be true. Oh, my gosh. So if you hear them say something and their lips are moving they're they're usually lying uh but she said they don't politicize the doj which means Mm -hmm. they they politicize the doj everything they say on the left expect the exact opposite from it that should be your take the exact opposite of what they are saying you know and if they talk about how great biden is they're basically, that's code for, yeah, he's a real loser. You're right. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. Trump is guilty. That's code for, he didn't do a damn thing, but yeah. we're going to go after him anyway. If they say, oh, we're happy that Joe's running in 2024, that means, oh, damn, he's running in 2024. <laughs> what are we going to do now? <laughs> I haven't got a clue. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you know, really, now that's an interesting debate right there because they've got two years with Joe. We've got two years with Joe. Can we make it two years with Joe? And without Joe, who's it going to be? I don't know, Bill. There's a lot of people who think that there are things in place behind the scenes, even as we speak, the good guys are doing something. Hypothetically, I'm just saying hypothetically, if I were writing a movie script, maybe there's a large segment of our society that believe that the true president is in Mar-a-Lago. And that they, well, they and that they have the proof, and that they have the proof that he's the true president, and all of this is an op. It could be right now. What I see is that we got a race of time. Uh, the clock is ticking, and both sides have got to the holidays. You know, we talked about the November surprise. Maybe it's going to be the holiday surprise because the Democrats technically are still in control, still in power. They've got time to pull off some kind of shenanigans uh at which point in time they hand off the baton and we take it i think they're uh, what do we do they're running on a leash they're running on a leash right now let me tell you what happened after the announcement was made yesterday about the special prosecutor this was on steve bannon's show yesterday this is steve bannon Listen to what he said. She just texted me and said, record. she talked to uh kevin mccarthy and wanted to report that kevin mccarthy said 100%, there will be no funding for a special counsel. Zero funding from him for a special counsel. I'm just saying that the guy's running and he, he's trying to, you know, he's trying to meet people's demands. I understand people got a lot of problem with it. They got 10 no votes. We'll report on more of that tomorrow because that's going to be a big deal. That is a big deal. The quality wasn't great in that, but yeah. what he was saying was that 
there will be no funding for the special counsel. This is from Marjorie Taylor Greene, who had talked to Kevin McCarthy, who they say will be the speaker. He's trying to he's trying to uh, win over uh, critics because he's not he's not a hundred percent in as speaker yet. There are a lot of people that don't want him to be speaker, so he's trying to win them over. McCarthy is, and he says there will be no funding for the special prosecutor. And apparently, the only source of funding for the special prosecutor is Congress. And yeah. we're talking, Bill, $40 million for a special prosecutor. They go through a lot of money. It isn't cheap. Yeah, it is not cheap. And, I mean, do we need a special prosecutor? Do we need to be doing all the investigations that we've been doing, or have we wasted money? But the question is, will Kevin hold true to his word if he is the Speaker of the House, uh, if he gets the Speaker of the House? But it could be somebody else. I will say, if it is somebody else, uh, I would say what you just heard is probably still going to ring true. Yes. It is because that is that is the pulse yes. of the society. If, and if somebody else gets into the Speakership, it'll be somebody even more conservative is what right. you're saying, and they will, they it'll be a, a done deal. Don't worry. There'll be no money for the special prosecutor. Yeah, if I'm a doctor, you know, checking your health and taking your temperature and I'm checking your pulse, right now I'm going to go by that pulse and say, you know, what's going on here is people, they want this thing done. If they wanted to, you know, the, the, that thing that they did just before the midterms, we're going to subpoena Trump. Okay, we subpoenaed him. Okay, but I think everybody got that one. You know, if you were going to really be serious about things, shouldn't you have subpoenaed him uh, and questioned him on the January 6th committee from the get-go? They didn't do that. So that's proof that that whole thing was a sham. All these special investigations on everything, they're all crap shows, and it's time to end them. So let's look at what what we see uh, in just this past week. We see what we think is a false flag in Poland with that missile strike. We think that was uh, not what we've been told it was. And we see a special prosecutor being, being announced yesterday to go against Donald Trump the day after the House said that they were going to investigate uh, Biden and his family. And if you've been following the story, if you've paid attention then you know there's probably a, a lot of uh, of information out there about what the Bidens have been doing. I mean, mm -hmm. Tony Bobolinsky all by himself is uh, amazing. When you listen to what he has to say, he was a partner of Hunter Biden. He right. he'll tell you the whole the whole story. He'll tell you where they were, what they were doing, who they were talking to, where Biden was, meaning the president. Was he involved? He was the big guy. Well, I don't think there's any debate anymore that he was the big guy. I think even the the the, the most common of common people kind of figured that out. Yeah, he's the big guy, and I, they're they're trying to they're trying to sweep this away and shuffle it away. The thing that you mentioned about the errant uh, Ukraine missile, uh, I think that is a crack in a door for possibly a narrative or a situation that they could fabricate so you gotta kind of keep an eye and ear out because they use anything as an opportunity to distract 
or take control of a situation, anything they can do to get the, the eyes off of them. And right now, eyes are looking at them, and we got our hand on the door handle here to open that can of worms up. And the other thing is they're running out of road. We have to remember this. They're running out of road. Uh, mm -hmm. The elections are behind us, the midterms now. They lost the House of Representatives, and massive things are going to change uh, when the new Congress convenes, I guess, in mid-January. And right. they only have a limited amount of time, maybe uh, six, seven, eight weeks to do something. And I'm talking about the left, the people who are in power now. So there's a lot of speculation being made out there. Yeah, I've said a few things today that are uh, may sound conspiracy theory kind of things, but they could also be true. I mean, <laughs> they could also be happening in the background. We don't know. I mean, if I told you that on the day that Trump annou uh, announces his presidency, they're going to have a, a near nuclear conflagration in, in Poland and in the Ukraine. You would have said, no, nah, nah, that's not going to happen. You're no, talking that's about yeah, there. You, yeah, that's not going to happen. No, no. Yeah, uh, right now the Democrats are going down a dead-end street at 90 miles an hour, and they got to hope that they can figure out something before they hit the end of that street and time runs out because it ain't going to be pretty if they do. And speaking of time running out, uh, time has just about run out for this special broadcast, would you believe? Uh, really? Yeah, it's amazing. We could do two hours. But, we we're, could. Not, but we're not going to because uh, uh, you have things to do today. You're a busy man. I'm going to. Well, I'm not going to burn my toast uh, today. I mean, the place <laughs> smelled like burned toast for two days. Uh, I, you know, you, you keep appliances for a while. And yes. I had one where it was was toasting something. I'm going, my son, I'm going, do you smell smoke? Uh, I, don't know. I don't smell anything. I'm going, there's smoke. You know, what is it? And I go in and I look. The toaster, you know, where it pops up, yeah. it decided not to pop up anymore. And I'm oh. going like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that was, that. and you know, when that smell that thing was in, burnt to a crisp. <laughs> oh, yeah. I said, well, time for a new toaster. Yes. You know, but man, that toast, I mean, the, the smell. Now, I, I in the old days, I would take a knife and just scrape off the uh, the black stuff on the on the toast. And I would still eat it because uh, I'm not a fussy oh. eater. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I got to tell you, Jim, all the way through, if you break that toast in half, which I did, mm -hmm. It was charred all the way through. Uh, I mean, it was that bad because we got in a conversation. It was, you know, and the thing broke. So, say la vie. Well, listen, um, that being said, go have breakfast, <laughs> but avoid the toast. Uh, yeah, have, a, the toast. have a wonderful what's left of your, of your weekend. And, uh, folks, we're going to be back on Monday with an update. Things are getting interesting. I think there are things happening in the background. Uh, they they may have something happen tomorrow. Well, if, I, I if can something were to happen this. tomorrow, Bill, earth shattering, should we come back? Well, yeah, one? we would we would come back if it's earth shattering. Yeah, if it's if, if it's some big propaganda thing, which I think can happen. Yeah, a big oh big BS story. Yeah, we'll see. How that, that, that's yeah. the weekend. They do that all the time. Yep, exactly. And that being said, have a great one. Let's leave with the music that Trump used to enter Mar-a-Lago the other day when he made his announcement. Bye. Hasta la vista.
There is a life about to start when tomorrow comes. We'll be joining our crusade, we'll be strong and stand with me. Beyond the barricade, is there a world you long to see? Then join in the fight that will give you the right to be free. Voice of Freedom, CRN America.